And, and, and so, when, when you're talking about, I want you to understand something today, uh, that there is a place by me. Tell your neighbor, there is a place by me. There is a place by me. You see, God was, was speaking to Moses. God was speaking to Moses, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you need to stay at your keyboard and put it on strings. And put it on strings. I, I, there is a place by me. Let just just read. Let's read. Let's read this. <clears throat> so on the night vigil, I read Exodus chapter thirty-three. It's gonna be the key passage that I will dwell upon. I cannot read all of it. Um, I cannot read all of it, but I wanna read. I wanna read this fifteen through to twenty-three again. Um, and it said. And he said unto him, this is Moses speaking, um, If thy present presence go not with me, carry us not from hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? Oh, I'm reading from the King James Version. I love the King James Version. But, uh, but I know it's not always the simplest for everyone. But, but indulge me today. Bear with me. So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech you, show me your glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. This is God speaking now. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou cannot see my face, for they shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. Alleluia. Say there is a place by me. This is what the Lord says. There is a place by me. And you shall stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, that while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by and I will take away mine hand and thou shalt see the, my back parts but my face shall not be seen. Verse 11 of Exodus 33 says, And the Lord spoke with Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend and he turned again into the camp but his servant Joshua the son of Nun a young man departed not out of the tabernacle on another day I want to speak to a young man about Joshua but today I want to speak to all of us about the old man Moses who spoke to God and the Bible says as a man Face to face, as a man speaks to a man. So, I, you read this, 
And then you come later on where God was saying, Moses, I cannot show you my face. And he thought, but God, you just said you were speaking to him as a man speaks to a man face to face. What is going on here? It's, it's saying that Moses had come to, it come to a place where he was beginning to speak with God, to commune with God as if God was another man standing next to him. Many times as Christians, we are speaking to God as God who is some deity, some high reverend being far away from us, something to be feared, God who is just God in His majesty, and we must bow down our faces to the ground and not look upon Him and not gaze upon Him. But here, Moses is having a relationship with God. And in that relationship, God testifies of that relationship like He's a man speaking to another man. God is no longer some distant figure, some faraway God. He is no longer something to be feared far away and not to be brought close to. But He has come to a place where God can be felt and it's as if he's speaking to another human being. And today I want to challenge somebody and say if we are going to experience from glory to glory, we need to come to a place where we will see God, where we will pray to God, where we will have fellowship with God as a man has fellowship with a man. You need to come to a place where you are in your room. It's as if God is sitting there with you. Like when you are sitting with your friend. Amen. Amen. Where God ceases to be something that is only found in the church. But is something that you will begin to experience in your home. In your daily walk. In your daily doings. God by you. God in you. God so tangible. Hallelujah. Amen. God is real. Yes, he is. And he says to Moses, Moses, there is a place by me. Amen. Amen. Verse number 21. Moses is asking God, Lord, I want to see your glory and so forth. In verse 21, the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt come and stand upon a rock. The rock Jesus Christ. There is a place by me that we get when we stand upon the rock Jesus Christ. I want to show you the context of Exodus chapter 33. Because sometimes, sometimes you can ask yourself to say, but Moses, God had said my presence will go with you. What is going on that now you ask the Lord to say, God, if you do not go with us, if your presence does not go with us, then Lord, we are not leaving this place. Why is he asking this? You need to go back to chapter 30 and chapter 31 and 32, where they've been walking with God. God has been doing all kinds of wonders. I told you about Aaron and, and on, on, on the night vigil and how Aaron eventually built the calf. 
the golden image. That he then said, worship this golden image. It is because of that situation of them leaving God and beginning to worship this golden image that Moses is having this conversation with God. Moses has gone up onto the mountain because God has called him to the mountain and he speaks with God. God gives him a tablet, two tablets of stone with the commandments and, 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 and the way that the Israelites ought to live and how they are to have relationship with him. And so he goes back down and he finds them worshiping this golden calf. He takes this golden calf, grinds it. And Moses was angry also in that moment. Grinds this golden calf, throws the tablets of stone on the ground. They are broken. And he takes the, the, the ground calf. He makes, melts it up, makes it into a drink. And he tells the people, drink this golden. And then people... Well, I mean, I said, Moses is serious. And he says, who is on the Lord's side? And the Levites say, we are on the Lord's side. And, and as they come to the Lord's side, he says, go into the camp and kill your brothers that are worshipping the golden calf. That are refusing to stand on the side of the Lord. And he goes in and cleanses the people in this way. And then he goes back to God. And, and God had said, God says to Moses, these people are a stiff-necked people. They are stiff-necked. I need to just wipe them all out and just use you, Moses, to start a new generation. And Moses pleads with the Lord. He says, Lord, no. No, Lord. What will the Pharaoh say? What will all the people that have feared along the way say? that you brought them out of Egypt to slay them here. So God decides not to continue with what he wanted to do. And now he says, now Moses, get up and start going. And Moses then says, but God, I know there is a promised land. I know we need to start moving, but I will not move unless I have a guarantee that you are going with me. I will not leave this place unless there is a guarantee that you're with me. So God says to Moses, I will be with you. And my presence will go with you. But for some reason, it's not enough for Moses. He wants something deeper of the Lord. Why? Because he has seen the power and the wrath of God. Why? Because, you know, when the cloud, when the cloud of meeting was there, he, he, Moses would go in and experience God. But also after that cloud, when he comes to see what the people were doing, he could also see the wrath and the power of God. And so he's saying, Lord, with the way your power is, if you are not going with us, we better not leave this place. God, if I don't have a guarantee that you will be with me as I lead these people, if I don't have a guarantee that, Lord, you will keep these people alive until they get to the promised land, God, I am not moving. I have seen something of your glory, but I need to see more of your glory as I go. But I need to see it with the people. That was his prayer. And so he's asked for God to say, God, I am not moving from this place unless your glory goes with me. Was not so much that he did not trust God on what God had said. But he was saying, God, not only should your presence be with me, but also your presence must be also with the people. Mm. And so that is 
the context where we come to this place. And, and then God says to him, Moses, you have asked for my glory. You have asked to see my face. Now, Moses, come and I will show you. I believe God is saying to us, come to a place and I will show you. God wants to reveal himself to you this year. God wants to show himself in your life. God is more than ready to show himself in your personal life. I know you've seen something happening at church, but God wants to do that very thing for you in your personal life. Amen. Amen. I, I know you've seen another brother crying and spouse full of joy, radiating with peace. God wants to do the very same thing in your own life. I know you've heard the testimony of others how God has rescued them, how God has helped them, how God has opened the door for them. And God is saying today to you, I want to do the very thing also in your life. I said you are a candidate. Last week I said you are a candidate to be chosen. Where man would not have chosen you, you are a candidate to be chosen. God wants to reveal His power, His glory, His might, His greatness through your life and in your life. Amen. Amen. But we must come to a place. Tell the neighbor there is a place. There is a place. Beside God. Beside God. So in verse 21, he says, Behold, there is a place by me. Your, maybe your version said, There is a place beside me. There is a place next to me. You can come to a place. You need to come to a place where you are next to God. Where God is close to you. You need to come to a place where you sit by Him. <laughs> you need to come to that place where God's attention is fully on you. Amen. It's a place where God puts His attention on you. I, I sense somebody is hungry for more of the Lord. Just, just hungry. Just hungry for the presence. Just hungry for the presence of God. Daughter, I know you want to experience more of God. You can come to a place where you experience the fullness of God. You can enter into a place where God can touch you in ways that you've never experienced before. There is a place by me. He says, what is this place? What is this place? It is a place where glory is revealed. It is a place where God shows himself. Like he says to Moses, come and I will show you when I will cause my glory to pass by you. Verse 22. He will cause his glory to pass over you. It is a place where God will put his hand on you. And so Isaiah 41 says, I will help you by my righteous right hand. 
And here he says to Moses, I will put my hand over you and help you in this moment so that you can see me and know me. I will help you so that the thing that will kill you will not kill you. But because of my hand, you will be able to experience my glory. Amen. Amen. You see, the hand of the Lord is able to save. It's able to help. And so he says, my hand will come upon you. There is a place where the hand of the Lord will touch you. It is a place beside God. It is a place where there, there is a setting apart for a heavenly engagement. I want you to desire to come to that place where you can have an engagement with heaven. Where you can inhale, you can have an experience with heaven. Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 to 4 says, I know a man that once entered into a heaven, into the third heaven. I, whether he was in body or in spirit, I don't know. It doesn't matter, but I know a man. He was talking about himself because he had come to a place where he entered into God's heaven. You can experience God at a much deeper level. There is ministry written all over you, James. And you can experience God at a much deeper level. But you must be ready to come into a place where you must enter into a new heaven. Where you must see the things in heaven. Where you must, you must experience the heaven so that you may bring them down into the earth. There is a place by God. There is a place by God. And, and, and so he, he says, I entered into this heavenly place and I, I saw things there. It is also a place where God will speak. So when, when Paul entered into the third heaven, hey, there is a first heaven, a second one, and a third. I am praying to say, God, I want to get into that. Like Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, he says, when King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on his throne. He enters heaven. He sees something heavenly. Oh, who am I speaking to? There is a place. There is a place. I want you to desire the place of God. The place where you can experience the fullness of God. Heavenly engagement. So he enters into this place and he experiences heaven. And while he's there, God speaks. See, there's a place where God speaks. A place by him, God speaks. And, and Paul, in that first, second Corinthians chapter 12, he says that things that God told me, I cannot tell you. I have to be careful how I treat with those things because they are deep. 
you can hear deep things from God. You can receive deep things from God if you can come into that place by Him. Amen. <laughs> Moses is given, God speaks to Moses. If you then read chapter 34, God is speaking to Moses. God is speaking to Moses and is telling him a blueprint for life. And you know, that blueprint in Exodus chapter 34, nations today have their law systems based upon what God was speaking to Moses. The Ten Commandments form the fundaments of many national regulations and ways of living downloaded by Moses when he moved into a place by God. The general overseer, Pastor De Boyer, was saying when he was struggling with his thesis, he was in the place of prayer where God spoke to him and said, go and split your two equations. Solve this one and then solve that one. Bring them together, you'll have a solution. He ended up becoming a professor in mathematics. Why? Because there is a place where you can download things from God. Einstein would speak of a bigger power after he had finished with MC squared. You know MC squared? He said there's still a bigger power that is beyond MC squared. One of the best equations that we use to explain the way things happen in the world we can go to the moon and come back down because of the ability to understand and to use MC squared. He was receiving those things with Newton and Einstein. These guys were believers. And as they were believers, they could download things from heaven and make them understandable to men. The leader of the joint genome sequencing that sequenced the human genome is a believer and he just says this is the handwriting of God so therefore the program or the project succeeded to sequence a whole human being genome why because it was being led by a believer who understood this is just but the handwriting of God for our life there is a place by God that he can deposit and speak things into us and I want us to desire that place. Amen. Amen. It is a place where promises and covenants are made. So in Exodus 34, verse 10, God says to Moses, Behold, I make a covenant with you. After all the promises, Moses said, God, I still want more. And the more was a covenant. Because when God has made a covenant, he cannot break it. Because he can only but swear by himself. And so he cannot break his word. Not a stroke of God's word will go unfulfilled. Every word that the Lord speaks over your life will go fulfilled in the name of Jesus. His word abides forever. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of the Lord stands sure. The word of the Lord is forever established. It is forever established. Not a stroke will go unfulfilled. His word is like water. It comes to the ground 
and you will for sure see it, its effects. Right in the midst of any drought, put a little bit of water, put a little bit of rain. No matter how small, you know the effects that it has rained. That is what the word of the Lord is like. It will do what the Lord sent it to do. And so that word is the word that Moses was looking for. To say, I want a word that just goes deeper than what you have spoken. I want that word. And God made a covenant with Moses. Like he made a covenant with Abraham. He had said to Abraham, come and I will speak to you. Come and I will talk to you. So he moved out and, and made a place where he put a sacrifice for the Lord. And in that place, the Lord comes and says to Abraham, Abraham, I will make nations out of you. From now on, your name will no longer be called Abraham. It will be called Abraham. It's a covenant that he makes. So in verse 10, the Lord makes a covenant with Moses and says, I will be with you. I will do marvels such as have never been done on earth, nor in any nation. And all the people among which thou art shall, thou, among which thou art shall see the work of the Lord. For it is a terrible thing that I will do with thee. Terrible, not, main, not meaning bad but meaning awesome and great. Yes. The Lord will do awesome and great things with your life. Amen. But you must come to that place where the Lord will speak. Amen. Amen. There is a place by me. Luke chapter 6, verse 12 to 13. Jesus understood this aspect. So he often went out to pray and seek the face of God. He often went out to a place which was lonely. Why? Because he needed to be in a place with the Lord. And the Lord would speak to him while he was there. It is a place of visitation. It's a place of visitation and transfiguration. So Mark chapter 9, Jesus goes up onto the mountain with his disciples. In verse 2 and 3, the Bible says he was transfigured, he was changed, and he was shining white. It's a place of transfiguration, a place where you are changed, a place where your form is changed. You know your body can be changed. The things you are struggling with in your body can be transformed by Jesus when you come into this place. Amen. He can give you a heavenly body. And also of Moses in Exodus chapter 34, verse 29, it, the Bible says, And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of testimony um, in Moses' hand. When he came down the mountain, the skin of Moses on his face was shining. Huh? The skin was shining. You also can shine. Hallelujah. Yeah. You also can shine. You also can shine. You can be transfigured. You can take on the nature of God. Charles Finney was an evangelist in the UK. And there's a story of him one day when he entered into a factory. I said, God, I need this. He entered into a factory. 
and he just entered there to speak to the people. The, 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 the story says people suddenly stopped sewing. It was a sewing factory. The people in there, they stopped sewing and they hid themselves under the tables because he had entered. And so they'll say, why are you hiding under the tables? And they say, there is something on you that says we are not worthy to be in its presence. A human being who, who made other human beings be afraid. Why? Because the glory of God was shining on his face. He is also known for making prayers. And the queen was asked, who do you fear? And, and she said, she said, I fear the prayers of this one man. John Knox was one other man who prayed and says, I fear the prayers of, his, of this one man because those prayers come from a place of God. I'm not afraid of Germany. I'm not afraid of France. I fear the prayers of the man in the street. And the man would pray and say, give me England or I die. It was a prayer out of the throne room of God. There is a prayer that you can pray, that you may pray, that you should pray. That brings God down into your life and transforms your life and your circumstances. Amen. Amen. There is a place by me. How can you enter into this place? You can enter it by being born again. Jesus says in John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. In order to get to this place, we need to be born again. We need to receive Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Number two, you must have a relationship with Jesus. You must have a relationship with Jesus. Remember in Exodus 33 verse 21, he says, Come, there is a place by me. Stand upon the rock. Jesus Christ is the rock of our salvation. He is the rock of our salvation. He is the rock of our salvation. In, 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 in Mark chapter 9, when, when Jesus asks Peter and says, Who do people say I am? And Peter answers and says, You are, you are Jesus, the Son of God. And, 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 Peter, and Jesus says to Peter, Upon this rock I will build my church. And he changes the name of Peter to, to, to rock. But Peter is not the rock that the church was going to be built. The rock that Jesus was talking about was himself. Upon that which you have recognized, Peter, that I am Jesus, the Son of God. Upon me, the rock, I will build my church. Our relationship must be built on Jesus. Amen. Amen. So you must have a relationship that is built on Jesus. You must have a relationship that is built on Jesus. Number two, you must come to Him. Number three, you must come to Him in thanksgiving. Psalm 105, 
I will enter his courts with praise. I will enter his, his gates with thanksgiving. You must come to God with praises and thanksgiving. Give him thanks. Enter his courts. Number four. Number four. We must desire to experience the glory of God. We must desire to have an experience of the glory of God. Exodus chapter 33 gives us the prayer of Moses who says, Lord, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Show me your glory. Lord, I need your presence. Your presence must go with me. Your presence must go with me. Show me your glory. Desire, desire to experience more of God. Let God be the one you seek. Let God be the one you serve. Don't serve the church. Serve God. Don't seek to please the church. Please God. Don't do things because the church has asked you. Do things because you are seeking God. I said do things because you are seeking God. Do things because you want more of Him. Spend more time praying. Break away. This is the fifth point. I think we are number five, right? Separate yourself from things. If you look at Moses, he had established a pattern. Moses had established a pattern. If you go to verse 7 of Exodus 33, the Bible says Moses would take, had set up the tent of meeting. It was a tent of meeting. Huh? With outside of the camp. He would go to meet with the Lord outside of the camp. Why outside of the camp? So that there is just Him and God. So that there is no destruction. No Facebook. No Twitter. No Instagram. No Telegram. No WhatsApp. No email. No telephone call. No knock, 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 may I come in. He went outside of the camp. No distractions. Just him and the Lord. And the Bible says that it came to pass that he would sit there outside and the glory of the Lord would come upon the tabernacle. And Moses would speak to God as a man speaks. You must desire his presence and you must separate yourself. Go out, take time, take a break. Take a day off just to seek the face of God. Take an afternoon just to seek the face of God. Days off are not only to go and walk on the beach. They are also to seek the face of God. Amen. Amen. Take time to pray and desire to have God commune with you. He separated himself. Jesus often went to a lonely place. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. The Bible says he withdrew himself to the wilderness. Why the wilderness? Because in the wilderness, it's just lonely. It's wild. Amen. Amen. 
The wilderness is wild. There is nobody there. It's just you and God. It's just you and God. Draw away and just you and God. You can withdraw even in your own home. Just you and God. You can go away. I, I love pastor wedding. He would often say to me, I've booked myself a room in a hotel just to go and pray. And I thought, wow. Because I have been talking to him saying, I don't find places, you know, back where I came from. I had lots of places where I could just go and pray. I just went into the forest and stayed there all day praying. Yeah, it's cold. You can't spend all day praying in the forest. You'll be freezing and no more prayer. He says, I just booked myself a room. It doesn't have to be any luxuries, just the room. And I can pray all day, all night, shut myself out to pray. Calling another pastor, he said, I'm sleeping in the office today. He said, why are you sleeping in the office? What's wrong with your bed? Because I'm just withdrawing. And, and I, I was asked his wife, what happened? What did you do to my pastor? And he says, no, no, nothing. He's just withdrawing to be in prayer. It's not only for pastors. I did it as a brother before you started calling me pastor. Just break away to seek the face of the Lord. There is a place by me, says God. And I just want to motivate and move somebody into that place to seek the face of God. Make time. Separate yourself. Move away from things. Seek Him in prayer and seek Him in the Word. Seek Him in the Word. Why in the Word? Because God must speak. God must speak. Rise to your feet. God must speak. God must speak. Play those strings, my brother. Play them. Play them. I just want somebody to just begin to pray. Just begin to talk to God. Talk to God. Talk to God. Like Moses said, Lord, I need your presence. If you do not go with me, oh God, I'm not moving from here. Lord, I need your glory. I want you to pray and say, Father, show me that place that I need to come to. There is a place by me. God can show you the place where you should come to. Say, Lord, I want to come to that place where I can have intimacy with you, where my life as a Christian will grow, where my life as a child of God will increase, where my fellowship and my walk with you will go higher. I want to come to that place, oh God, where, Lord Jesus, my relationship will be deeper. My relationship with you will be stronger. My God, my Lord, where I will experience your saving grace and I will experience your mighty power. I will experience things happening in my life, oh God. My Father, my God, I pray in the name of Jesus. I want more of you. I need more of you, oh God. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. Speak to the Lord. 
it is coming into a place where God will speak and give you a covenant and give you a promise and give you a word that's going to transform your walk this year that's going to make things happen this year speak to the Lord speak to him speak to him it's, it will not be so much delaying that but it will be what God is saying, what God is depositing in your life. My God, my God, thank you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. God is ready to show himself. He is more than ready to reveal himself to whosoever desires, whosoever wills, to come into that place. He says there is a place by me. There is a place by me. I will cause my glory to pass over you. So there is a place by me. There are visions of heaven. 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 My Lord, my God. There are visions of heaven that the Lord wants to reveal to you concerning your life. Deep things that the Lord wants to lay on you. Deep things that the Lord wants to lay on you. Pray to Him right now. Pray to Him right now. Oh, if you are thirsty, he says, come to me, I will give you drink. If you are hungry, he will give you meat. He will give you food. Oh, he will satisfy you with good things. He will satisfy you with good things. Oh, Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He will satisfy you with the life that you desire. But you must come into that place. You must come into that place. You must come into that place. Masa Brokataya. Masa Brokataya. Mandeke Telebo Shabu. Ah, 